Welcome back to Masters of CX, a podcast by Chattermill, where we cover all things customer experience. I'm João, your host, and we're here to help companies and individuals become more customer-centric in order to win in today's volatile business world. We believe this is now the decade of CX, and our mission is simple. Bring you the most actionable insights from the world's leading CX experts and operators, so you can use CX as your new engine for growth. Today, we hear from Jim Buscario, Senior Customer Success Manager at G Digital, and we cover everything from how to lead a customer experience transformation, to how to apply a data-driven approach to your CX strategies, to why companies will start putting CX at the top of their agenda this year, and lastly, the main skills you should focus on to improve in CX. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Hey, Jim, thank you for being with us with Master CX today. Uh, how's your day been? Oh, so far, so good. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm, I'm thrilled to speak with you about all things CX. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so the, we usually like to start uh, with uh, a couple quickfire questions just to get the, just break the ice and get uh, the audience thinking and get them inspired. But yeah, yeah, the first one uh, would be like, what's uh, your favorite learning resource in CX like recently that you've been consulting? So there's a couple major tools I use. And the first one is sheer networking, good old fashioned phone calls and discussions with practitioners in the field. I feel like for me, I get the most rich information from just talking with CX practitioners and customer success practitioners on best practices, what's working, what's not, challenges, and maybe even troubleshooting some potential challenges or identifying solutions together through brainstorming. Some of the other periodicals that I've been reading, I focus a lot on periodicals. So maybe it's a Forbes article, maybe it's a Deloitte or PwC or McKinsey research paper where there's hard data backing up some of the industry trends. And then I take that information and then speak with my colleagues about, hey, is this happening in your industry as well? Here's what I read in a, a Deloitte paper. How would we go about combating this problem or providing a better experience through a multitude of different ways. There's also a couple of different books I've read in the past, but as we know, sometimes books can be very relevant on a particular topic or in a particular area, but maybe not applicable across the entire spectrum or across every industry. So I like to balance that out with individual conversations and seeing facts and figures from the field. Definitely. I don't think there's anything that compounds like better than like good conversations like we're doing today to educate, to inspire and everything. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. The second one being like, uh, what uh, person or company that uh, inspires you the most in terms of, in terms of their customer centricity? So th there's really two from a global brand, I would say Volvo, uh, because Volvo may not be the most glitz and glamour company in the world compared to some of the SaaS or tech companies we use in our day-to-day -day lives. But Volvo is consistent, it's reliable. And anytime I've uh, sought out service for my vehicle, it's always been top-notch from quality, from engagement, from uh, everything that you can imagine during a, a purchasing or service situation. And the car does exactly what it's intended to do. From a local brand, there's a local chain in the Seattle area where every time I've been in this grocery store, I've gotten 
100% amazing customer service from the food quality, the way it's laid out, engagement. If I need help, they not only answer my question, take the time from to stop what it is they're doing to answer my question. They'll go and help me look for a particular item. If it's not on the shelf, they'll go to the back room and seek help from other employees in an attempt to provide the customer, me, a top-notch experience. I've shopped there regularly for many times now, and I have yet to have a bad experience in this place. And to me, if more companies can operate in this manner, it does drive brand loyalty. The consumer keeps coming back. I know I did. And you spend more and more time and maybe even money there just because of the amazing customer experience. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can attest to, to the idea of gaining inspiration from the things around us that we have, that we touch, that we feel like it's it's really interesting how the simplest things can give you more insight than like uh, the traditional answer, which would be like Amazon and Jeff Bezos and their amazing customer centricity and stuff, which is all, it's inspiring there in its own way. But yeah, everything around us, like we can learn from. Absolutely. And what is inspiring is, or at least for me, is that it, it impacts me personally because you're there, you, unlike Amazon or Walmart, if you're buying something online, you, you have the option to you know, go around and ask different, seek out different avenues to get your product. Whereas here, you're generally in person. If not, you, you might get your groceries picked up. But either way, you have to go there. They're providing that in-person, face-to-face experience consistently and regularly. And it's not just one or two folks. It's the entire organization. And there's also a few locations locally and I've been to them all and every store operates in the exact same model and same manner of that superior customer first mindset. And it, it, it's incredible. I, I wish more companies would adopt this sort of behavior. It's an interesting point to, to dive into. Like, how would you define customer centricity, like in your own way and how, because every company has a way of defining it and that molds their strategy going forward. So in your view, like how do you see customer centricity and yeah, what's your philosophy behind it? So my, my thought is a customer centric organization is solely there to deliver on what are the, the customer outcomes that the customers are trying to achieve and that focus. Obviously they have to make money or else they wouldn't be in business to deliver to the customers. But if you have the customer first mindset of, okay, so what does, what outcome is the customer attempting to achieve here? How do we best deliver on that? Whether it be quality in the product or experience from the time you walk into the door, make the first phone call through purchase and, and maybe even leave if it's a, in this case, a grocery store or any other organization everything focuses around the customer achieving their outcome in the best way possible. And this is where I think a lot of companies focus their CX or customer centricity on a support function, which, which is very much reactive and it's only there if there's problems. However, don't take the time to focus from kind of soup to nuts or full customer life cycle. How do we provide the best experience and deliver the outcome that our customers are coming to us for. That to me, if you can nail that as a, a very solid customer-centric organization. 
Phenomenal, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And it introduces like this debate of how do you approach CX if you approach it like in an ROI-driven manner or a cost management-driven manner and the role of metrics and uh, a data-driven approach to CX, right? So all these these elements that feed into a company's philosophy and its strategy uh, surrounding customer experience is really intriguing and uh, a place where a lot of companies make mistakes. So yeah, I wanted to ask you more about if you view customer experience in one particular way and the role of uh, data in forming and uh, scaling a CX strategy. I think that's an excellent question. So from a, a data perspective, I feel that there's two different schools of thought and several companies will say they're, they're focused on customer metrics but what, once you dig down, what you'll find is a lot of them are just normal business metrics. We have to increase growth. We have to cut costs. We have to improve sales. We need more net new customers. Our customers need to stay. Those are all well and good and hundred percent necessary to track and monitor as you manage the business and grow the business. But are they truly customer metrics? Does your customer, you as an individual customer care deeply about what some of their internal costs are. Perhaps it flows back to you in, in a price, but that's probably not the thing you wake up thinking first in the morning. Oh, I sure hope that this company's costs are, are well-maintained today, uh, or I hope they land that new big account. You're focused on your outcome. So this is where I think companies need to start focusing a lot of their metric energy is determining what is the outcome that our customers are aiming to achieve? How do we track against that? And how do we deliver that? A another thing that I believe is going to be the future of this is using AI or machine learning or other technology to ascertain the data that's already being generated on the customers and proactively determine what type of experience they're having. Oftentimes what, they, what various companies do now is elicit feedback through a survey or other sort of manual uh, feedback forms. And oftentimes the data is skewed. I would say most times the data is skewed because you get a very low response rate this way. If a customer is having a bad experience, you get a single answer. If they're having a phenomenal experience, you get a single answer. But I don't believe it dictates how they're experience is for the long term and their likelihood to stay. So my thought is that using some of these AI machine learning tools and technologies, we can ascertain better the type of experience cu customers are having and then enable our sales or CS or account representatives to proactively get in front of the customer to resolve an issue before it even happens, or maybe even identify an additional sales opportunity. So Again, by focusing on these customer-centric metrics, you can inform and even shift your business side metrics of revenue, cost, profit, growth, things like that. Love the way you put that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's a struggle for a lot of businesses as well. We in the space, we know how prevalent CX is in every role and every team and how many silos it exists, right? Like in terms of the actual customer insight. I wanted to ask you more about that. Like, how do you think about building a CX culture and making sure that every team is aligned and a struggle that I'm sure a lot of companies face and we, we know we need to fix that. So how do, how do you think companies should go about fixing that? 
That is a phenomenal question. One I've given a lot of thought about because my sense is several companies, particularly in B2B SaaS, have a customer success team. And if you have this team in place, then many companies, not all, but many, think that, hey, we've nailed, we have our checkbox for customer centricity. I don't believe that's the case. A good CX needs to stem from the top and there needs to be particular goals by team on how you're delivering against customer outcomes. And in order to do that, you have to understand what outcomes your customers are trying to achieve and then track against that. And this can be in the form of how product or engineering may focus on cleaning up the product roadmap or quality in the product. Perhaps there is a, a heavy role for customer success to play, which may be in the form of training, onboarding, support, things of those nature. Sales and marketing can also be focused on how do you deliver a better customer experience by understanding the customer upfront and then targeting and helping them through the journey from the very start. So I, my sense is in order to effectively do this, it really truly has to stem from the, the top of the organization, the C-suite, by taking the time to understand their customers and their and the customer segments deeply, devising metrics and goals and targets for each of the organizations in their company to focus on in delivering daily a positive customer experience. Super clear, Jim. Mike, thank you. And couldn't put it better myself. Yeah, 100%. And it's uh, it's an interesting discussion to to like segue into CX trends mm -hmm. and talking about how to prepare for the future, right? The future nowadays is changing as intensely as and as quickly as we've ever seen before. Where do you see CX going? And uh, how has your vision of CX changed throughout the pandemic that we've, that we've all experienced, the hardships that come with that? And yeah, how does that frame your mental models in, within CX to deal with the problems of the future? I think in, and I'll, I'll take this, in years past, we've seen trends around, here's how we go about selling and maybe it's hiring a large sales team and coming up with the, the best sales strategies to, to constantly identify leads and close those leads and then go and identify more leads and close those leads. And once you have the lead or now a client customer in the door, the level of focus oftentimes drops off. And in many cases it's, Hey, we achieved our, our goal from a sales perspective. Customer had a okay experience and now they're gone. That's fine. We'll go get some more clients. I think going forward, that mentality is going to shift where it's focused on not only getting the clients because you need customers, but once they're in the door, keeping them and maintaining a very positive customer experience because, and, and identifying exactly how to do that, it's cheaper, uh, customer acquisition costs significantly cheaper, and then the, even the maintenance costs is, is lower than going out and finding new customers all the time. There's a huge potential of untapped revenue from existing customers, whereas a new customer you may or may not get, and then they may or may not purchase such that you hit your revenue targets with your existing customers, if they're having a consistent good experience and hitting their outcomes, then they oftentimes you'll see buy more, or at least if nothing else, refer you to other customers. Again, keep cost management, keeping your costs low. So this is what I was talking about earlier of how you have business metrics, cost management, revenue management, 
and using the customer centric metrics to drive those. I also touched on this a little bit earlier, but my sense is the future as more and more companies focus on delivering a superior experience. Also, it's going to be less touch and in, in less uh, trouble in, in terms of how do we get the information. And I mentioned using machine learning and AI. Companies are already collecting a ton of data. You can look at Zendesk tickets or any type of uh, support tickets. You can look at internal systems, what's being said already publicly about you to devise some sort of score or health score around here's how these particular group or segment of customers is perceiving us. Here's how they perceive the brand. How do we either improve it or how do we expand upon it? Or at a minimum, how do we maintain it if it is positive and then grow it across their references? And, and I do believe a lot of this can be done without the use of surveys. So some of the scores we see today, such as NPS or CSAT, many of which are generated by surveys, perhaps there's opportunity for those calculations to be updated if the usage of a, a physical or manual survey goes by the wayside and using the machine learning and AI to already predict without even having to do the survey. But ultimately this boils down to customer centricity is going to be a huge focus, if not the main focus of many companies' corporate strategies over the next five to 10 years, such that we, we may not have seen this before. Definitely. Yeah. Like we're betting on that too, the, that trend. And yeah, everything that a company does is customer centric. So for companies to learn more about that and employ that, like you said, it needs to come from the top down, usually from the founder and the CEO. And that's how you would truly scale. But that comes with many troubles, but yeah. And a lot of it too is breaking down the silos. I, yeah, absolutely. We, we talk a lot about voice of the customer and understanding what are our customers saying about us and how do they perceive the brand? And, and you need that. That is well and good. My sense is it's equally as important to focus internally on how do the internal processes and, and organizational structure support that customer-centric mission and vision and strategy. So understanding your employees and getting voice of the employees is equally as important as voice of the customer exercises. Yeah. So you truly believe like customer centricity begins with the employees and how, how do you think companies should go about that? And what's the mindset and the process like uh, for companies to start tackling that this today, if they haven't already? If, if I was recommending to a, a client or company on leading a CX transformation, I would say start first with at a vision level. So devise the vision that you want your customers to perceive you as a company, as a brand, in the marketplace, in the industry. Once you do that, start by executing, taking a pulse, a voice of the employee exercise and going through that to understand how do our employees delivering customer experience today? How are they delivering a good service? What are the processes that are broken, the silos that exist? What are the inhibitors or roadblocks to achieving the mission and vision we just laid out? That accompanied by voice of the customer you can devise a pretty good action plan to achieve your strategy. So now we're down into the strategy execution phase of we have a mission, we have a vision of what we want to be. The strategy is informed by your voice of the customer, voice of the employees of what do our customers need? What are the roadblocks that may be preventing us from achieving that? Or the things that are working well that we can expand upon internally 
to achieve that mission faster, using that information to devise your strategy and then an execution plan on maybe two to three projects max at a time to inch your way along on this transformation path to achieve your journey. That's really crucial. I've seen a lot of companies try to do too much too fast and then everything gets done about halfway. So you, you don't really hit the metrics that you lay out where I, I would say focus two to three projects. And then once those are done, add another project. Once that another one's done, add another. We are always doing two to three, but not more than that or else it just doesn't get done well. And ultimately your customers and maybe even employees have a bad experience through good intentions. For sure. Yeah. This level of focus is a challenge. We all know how challenging that is, but it is the differential. It's what allows you to succeed in the long mm -hmm. term. Thank you so much, Jim. Yeah. Now it'd be great to just dive into your career and give some, some great advice to the young minds in CX as well. So if we can just, yeah, start by like giving an overview of your career, the different stages that you went through, how that formed your mental models of CX and then we can jump into some advice for, for the people listening. Absolutely. I, I started earlier in my career as a management consultant where I've spent several years focusing on delivering superior customer experience and identifying how do we deliver good client experience, but then also on projects helping customers define and execute on customer engagement. So here is where I started my journey in delivering CX transformational type projects. And, and they took many forms of voice of the customer, journey mapping. These are some of the exercises. Voice of the customer, journey mapping, devising the roadmap, executing on the roadmap, tracking the metrics. So through all that, I gained some pretty good experience of understanding how to deliver these transformations, then shifted into a customer success role for a couple of technology companies where I was basically doing what I did at a consulting firm just for one organization at a time, building out or helping to build out those particular entities, the CS entity for those organizations. I, I shifted then back into consulting, focused on change management for digital transformational exercises. But as you can imagine, uh, digital component is one piece. A lot of it does focus on why are we doing this and how do we drive better outcomes for our customers? And then I'm, I'm back in CS now, a CS role for General Electric now, delivering large software implementations. I would say from a overall career standpoint, some of the best advice I can offer is looking for different types of problems and then solving those either internally or for the customer. What you do is very important. And what you achieve is, is great, don't get me wrong, but my sense is where I've personally found the most enjoyment and gotten noticed by leadership is whenever you identify a problem relatively quickly and then put in the steps to solve that. I, my problems that I was solving were focused on how do we drive better customer experience. And, and I'd say the other piece of that is being, being gritty, if you will. So not whatever titles aside and roles aside, always getting, always willing to get down in the weeds and understand some of the nuts and bolts of what is causing a problem and maybe what it takes to fix it. And then thirdly, I would say excellent organizational skills that perhaps that's just my personality or whatnot, but I've always tried to organize 
different types of activities just so that we can easily track and communicate progress to the customers, to internal leadership, whoever it may be, so that they can clearly understand where anything is given, or I'm sorry, where anything is at a given time. Some of the biggest failures I've seen are due to simply due to lack of communication, where the, the customer just wants to understand where something is, when they can expect to get their thing so that they can achieve an outcome. And I, I believe that through very crisp and clear organization and then communicating regularly, a lot of the problems that we do experience today can be solved. Awesome. I think that's tremendous advice. So thank you for that. Yeah, what's fascinating about your career is how many different roles you've, you've been through. And I'm sure like the diversity, the intellectual diversity of each uh, role really adds to, to the experience that you have in, as a customer-centric thinker, even in, in, in CS, which it's a pity how customer experience is broken down into many roles that it's not seen to be a part of every role. But yeah, hopefully that is changing. And yeah, it's just great to hear from you about like all the different elements of customer experience. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it is changing. I think over the next five to 10 years, we're going to see an incredible uptick in companies one, focused on delivering customer-centric solutions, so much, much like yours, as well as other companies putting a CX mindset at the top and then allocating resources to each team on how to deliver on that mission and vision that they lay out. I really do see that as a, a huge success factor that a lot of companies are starting to see. You had mentioned earlier during the pandemic I think really what the pandemic time has taught us is the old ways of doing things oftentimes are not going to work forever. And very quickly, those mechanisms and activities changed where now we need to rely on other sorts of future looking behaviors. And I think CX is one of them because given that a lot of the world is now at home or their buying behavior has changed, their consuming behavior has changed. The old way of delivering and selling oftentimes is, is no longer applicable or less applicable. What is applicable now is the outcome they're aiming to achieve, the experience they're aiming to, or the experience they're receiving from a particular good and service. And as long as this operational status is in place or maybe for the foreseeable future, this is where CX is going to be crucial in maintaining business momentum. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something that he, as a chat, I'm here is trying to improve and help people with. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the insights, Jim. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with? Or I, I thank you very much for having me on today. This has been great. And I truly appreciate the thoughtful questions and, and insight that uh, we, we shared. Thank you very much. No, thank you, James, for all the honesty and for the great insights you not only gave me and so much that I learned with you, but I'm sure our audience as well. So really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Thank you.